Hello, and welcome to this episode of How to Cry Monster, Chapter 5, Vampires. Now, the vampire is not something that talks like this and says blah, blah, blah every, like, three seconds. Like Adam Sandler? Yes. <laughs> In Hotel Transylvania. But, um... I didn't know Adam Sandler did that voice. Adam Sandler did it. every day. Damn. I love that movie so much. Um, but yeah, no, he, yeah, the vampire is actually, it's way different. The original interpretation of this creature is way different than many people even think. So I just want to, I just want to ask y'all guys, like, what is your interpretation of a vampire from what you, from what you understand and know? Um, I mean, there's a lot of different versions that I read, some I can't even remember, to be honest. I mean, there's the show, what is it, Supernatural, that has their own version of vampires, where you have to, you can't use a stake to kill them, you have to behead them, and, um, then there's, like, the modern day movies, where it's like, I need to drink your blood, and then hour and 45 minute staring contest glittering in the sun vampires, so it's like, <laughs> there's multiple versions, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, like the, the the Twilight interpretations, and I, I mean modern day um, interpretations. I haven't actually seen one that's been actually real, like stuff that like is definite the vampire type vibe. But Joe, how about you? I think like a little bit of everything. You know, some of that's real, some of that's too. There's also so there's just so many interpretations, like the classic um, fiend in the night that. Once he's invited into your house, he'll suck your blood, like the classic Dracula. There's also like stuff like I Am Legend, which mm. the vampires are almost zombie-like. Oh yeah. I think those those interpretations are equally as valid. Um, but yeah, I just I think the only constant is sharp teeth and sucks blood, like the vampire bat. That is that is true. The vampire bat is an interesting um. That's an interesting animal to bring up because I personally don't know myself when the concept of bats became a metaphor for the vampire. Like, I don't remember. Ooh, I know that. Oh, you do? I know that. Go ahead. Um, it goes back to Vlad the Impaler days. They would come in at night. That's when all the sieges would happen. Mm-hmm. That's when all the like the horrible, horrible like murders and killings would do about the enemy uh, by the enemy. Russians, the the Vlad's forces. Mm-hmm. So when this, the last things that the enemies would see were his soldiers before the sun went down, and then when the sun came up, there was a cave of bats nearby, and then the the first thing they saw in the morning was bats flying over. Wow. So from their perspective, the men turn into bats. Wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I I love, I love learning stuff like that. That's really cool. Um. The, the vampire bat I was, uh, of course, aptly named because it um, has a tendency to um, lick blood from open wounds of creatures, um, most notably humans, um, when humans are asleep at night. Um, I can't remember what um, area this bat is native to. I think it's in, like, the Far East Asia, I'd say. Like, in, um, I want to say it's in Indonesia or maybe maybe Malaysia. I know it's someplace with islands i believe but going back to the vampire itself there have been 
several interpretations. Um, I will go with the first. So believe it or not, the first vampires recorded in history were in Greek mythology. Mm. Not surprised there. Now, not so, not so much. And now here's the thing: these vampires weren't bad; they were actually good. Mm. Now their names were Ambrogio and Selene. Selena like, Gomez. Yes, I I'm can kidding. see it. <laughs> Ambrogio and Selene. Um. I can't remember who was sick, but one of them was sick, and the other one begged the goddess Athena for a cure. Um, Athena gave them the abilities um, to have this healing like saliva. So whenever they would bite someone, they would live forever, in essence, or they would be instantly healed of whatever they had. So it was a way of spreading immortality and um, Ambrogio and Selene traveled the land and finding like the sickest people and bringing them back to health with their saliva, um, which I believe was transmitted through the bite through the bite. So that was the first interpretation of a alleged vampire spreading um, immortality through saliva. Now, the second oldest from what I understand. Wait, but did Athena provide um, these two people, like, consequences? Because you know how every god is like, here's a gift, that... but <laughs> here's your consequence. That I actually don't know. I think it's the blood. <laughs> They're the thirst I th for blood. I want to say that maybe um, that might have been a, a low-key consequence was probably the thirst for blood. Um, Seems like something Athena would do. Some mm -hmm. I don't remember if um, any of that occurred. I only remember reading about um, the saliva and the two and the two of them and how they made their own like tribe of like these vampires. So um, and that they're, I mean, according to Greek legend, still alive. So that if they if this stuff is real, then they would still be alive today in their own little tribe of um, vampires, you know? We're living in like a community. But maybe they blended into modern day time so that way they're not as noticed as much. Because as they say, you do have to evolve with the time period. Oh, because yeah. the more different you are from society and what society perceives as normal, then you're basically in danger. So even if this clan or this community is still alive, they're probably completely hidden at this point. Oh, I yeah. don't think there's no way you're going to find them unless you're just walking in Greece one day and you're just like, oh, I'm going to have fun. And then you bump into them and you're like, oh, hey, what's up, Celine? You're going to sing me a song? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so the that being said, now here's the other interpretation from the second oldest from what I've understood. Now this one is that the vampire is actually a dead relative that has come back to seek revenge on family and friends. Now, it's actually not, it's, when I say it's like a relative, it's not like this is like, it's like, like actually your grandmother or like, like third cousin. coming to kill you. It's actually a demon disguised. As, as a relative. As a relative. Mm. So you're so, saying that it's a demon disguising itself as a relative right. to kill you and bring it to the darker side of hell. Right. And most of the time, I, I think that the re the way these demons are created 
is through the relative. Like it's it has to deal with the relative, um, it their spirit being tortured, and then almost unwillingly being possessed by this demon, um, taking the form of a physical form, and then going to um, steal the life force of their living relatives and friends, and specifically their neighborhood. So, um, what do you guys think of that interpretation? Because that's like one of the original interpretations of what a vampire was. I mean, I I like that. It's pretty good storytelling of um, you don't <laughs> don't do wrong in life because it might come back to haunt you, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can't always. And it's also a reminder that death is permanent. And if you see, if you think you see something coming back, then it's not real. You shouldn't trust it. As 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 sweet as it may be. It's not real. Right. Same with the whole succubus and the mermaids to an extent. If it's too good to be true, it's not true. <laughs> very true. It most likely is. Very, very, very true. The um, <clears throat> the instances in which um, the relatives would come back, um, their primary goal, of course, was to suck the life force from the living. Now, for most people, the, um, the life force, um, as what many believe to be, is blood. Because when people get cut, when people get stabbed, um, they blood comes out. So people often associated blood with this life force. So that is where I believe this whole sucking blood came from. And um, next up in the interpretations, this comes into um, like more medieval-y times, maybe a little li- little bit later. Um, so the next interpretation of vampires is almost kind of like how modern day almost sees them with the you know they're the undead um you gotta kill them with a stake type deal um now most people categorize vampires as being beings with um long hair long nails um, um you know the sharp fangs and um looking very pale pale like a final fantasy character now 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 yeah. this is something interesting um back in the during these times um you would know if someone was a vampire if sudden if they were pale one day and then suddenly they have they're full of color as in like they're not pale anymore and they look um they look healthy if they look too healthy People often thought that that person became a vampire like overnight. Well, if, that could just be hormones too. That's yeah. like one of the harmful things. Now here's where, that's a good point. But here's where this stems from: when a human body dies, what happens? You're goes cold. Goes cold. You're completely pale. Well, at first, but then you know, if, if you want an open casket funeral, there's ways well, for yeah. it to make it look. Like he's like grandpa's not, still alive, you know. Not only that, but in the final hours of a human body, the nails and the hair continue to grow. Even if you're dead, the nails and the hair grow, and you actually become bloated from the gases inside of your body. So it makes you look full. It makes you look like you're healthy. And so, yeah. because these people didn't understand the um, concept of death and, like, 
what happens because what they would do is they would because this would the concept of vampires for most of these people arose when they would dig up graves so if someone died and then like a week later they look healthy you know but like other people got sick and died of something you know in between that time they would start to think oh no Jedediah is a vampire we have to put a stake through his heart right now or he's going to continue taking people's lives you know and so they had a habit of um they came up with this whole if you put a stake you know through their heart then it prevents them from getting out of their coffin to get um to get life force it's not necessarily to kill them but it prevents them from escaping and i've seen some of these graves um where they would dig up these graves um like you know a thousand years later modern day and then you would see the stakes still in their heart um of these people who were who, who their um friends and family believed were vampires and um it's pretty spooky i'd get i'd be pretty freaked out if i saw came across a casket with a skeleton that <laughs> that had something pin it down yeah, with, like, a stake it through it. Stay down, man. Stay down. Like, if you, um, here's my question. If you guys were to read something in the news, like, um, like, people dig up a grave of someone that just recently died, and there was a stake through their heart, what would you think? How would you feel about that? Well, would the body still be there? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, I mean, I would think that, you know, it's probably like some people are kind of wackos and they just want to <laughs> it's better be safe than sorry yeah there's so many things today like it's hard to believe what's what just because of how media sources are like giving out different truths sometimes so maybe it could have been a prank maybe it was a vampire y- you never know unless you were actually there and unless the body just like randomly decides to just like wake up and there's video footage of it just being dead and like then coming back to life and then like, I'd freak out yeah then I'd freak out but also they say that there's some people who die and then at their funeral just come back to life like for five seconds and then they die again mm-hmm. so you never really know with that type of stuff so I wouldn't really be like oh it's a vampire I'd look into it more right. to see like what exactly happened here what's the full truth instead of automatically assuming because automatically assuming just makes an ass out of you and me so right true right and um in in another in another sense um there was this story of this woman who during the medieval times people thought was a vampire i'd like to tell you this story it's very interesting so I forgot her name. I know that anyone could probably go and look this up. This is a pretty, this is a very unique story. So medieval woman, vampire. That's all you have to Google, guys. You're fine. Right. She, I, she was like the. I can't remember if she was like a princess or if she was a queen. Wait, d- isn't this the story about how like a lot of men feared of going into this castle because they feared that they would, that she would eat them or something like that? Kinda. Um, they believed that she would kidnap um, girls. Mm. That's what I've read. Yeah, yeah. So there is this lady, um, woman slash young young woman actually very young. She that people believed had been alive for like a long time, and they attribute that to the fact that she sucks the life from young girls. 
so young girls from the nearby town would go to work for her in her castle and they would never be seen again and so and every single time someone saw her she was she she looked youthful she was young as ever and they said that she'd been in that castle for like a hundred or so years and like no one has ever seen their daughters again you know so they always assumed that that's what happened is that she was sucking the life out of these girls and the um the 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 count i think um count as in number not count as in dracula but um because we have to specify that in this episode Pun intended <laughs> um the count was i think almost like 250 girls maybe Damn. i think even more that's a lot that she went was missing, real thirsty that went <laughs> so yeah she um went through like a lot of girls um but but now now here's the interesting part many people believe now that this was a lie i wouldn't be surprised now here's now here's why she had inherited this castle and all of this land from a distant relative now the nearby town and the kingdom the nearby kingdom did not like that so many people now theorize that this story was made up so that they could um basically prosecute her as a vampire so that they could take her land and i don't even know if the the whole like yeah girls went to go work for her yeah but, but then what happened to those 250 or more so girls you can't i think just leave that unexplained unless she did murder them not the way that people think but she murdered them in the sense of like human murdering process and then buried them and people did discover a what they think was a torture chamber in the castle Mm. and um there were skeletons in there but i do not know if she was the one that used it because what i think happened was the nearby kingdom and the townspeople framed her for something else i i believe that she might have been innocent and that maybe they even themselves sacrificed girls to make it seem like she did something and maybe over exaggerated the number because there's no record of these bodies besides of what's been written down there's no like den of corpses there's no um there's no like pile of skeletons that has been found that indicates that these girls actually died but even if they did sacrifice them maybe they just they did it there to say like hey this is what happened and then buried them completely far and somewhere else yeah so that way that being like they disappeared at the castle is more highly possible so they can be like oh so it is she is a vampire she did do this or she did torture girls whatever so they made that belief much stronger by having that process. Yeah, you would. They would be able to get away with something like that mm-hmm. back in those days. Because, like, even in the Salem witch trials, it was kind of that petty stuff. Like, mm. oh, she broke up with me. She's a witch. <laughs> Burner. She knows math. She's a witch. <laughs> she knows math. She's a witch. Uh, she. That wolf looked at her and walked away and didn't attack her. She's a witch. She's a werewolf. Yeah, right. But. I mean, I don't know if this is the same person you're talking about, but there is a confirmed 
like actually confirmed queen of an ancient castle that used to drink the blood of teenagers. That confirmed. could be. Con- no, no, no. Mm-hmm. This this one I'm talking about confirmed. I think she I know what you're talking down. about. She wrote it down. She was like, "Oh, it's great for you. I bathe in it. I drink it." No, wait, 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 wait. Yes. That's not even. I like, do know that one. It's a fact that she used to drink blood of teenagers. It's I do know that one. Yeah, I no think I remember reading that, and I was like, I was like, what the heck is this? Because people, because at that time they believed, you know, blood is the life force. If I drink blood, I'm going to become young again. I'll keep my life. That's the way they thought. They had, they didn't have the same understanding of medicine and of the human body that people, of course, now now have. You know, like now, I mean, in order to help yourself live after a traumatic incident. Um, you need blood from someone of a similar type or from like um, a specific blood type in order to keep going, you know, to get yourself kickstarted back on the right path. Um, to cure yourself of certain diseases, you may need stem cells that you've had from your birth to help you deal with certain cancers. You know, there's um, some elements of that are true, but not necessarily in the um, prolonging your life, making you young in that sort of respect. There's no fountain of youth in terms of, like, blood that'll make you um, live forever in that essence. Now, here's something I do want to talk about. In the modern interpretation of vampires, has there been anything that you've seen? Because um, I've only had limited film, like, exper- experience with certain vampire movies. Like, I've watched Blade, I've watched Twilight, um, I Am Legend, um... Movies like that, mostly popular movies, oh, Dracula Untold, Dracula, of course, um, yeah, and other movies of that nature. But have you guys seen anything that was, like, accurate to anything that I've mentioned? I think the most accurate I've seen is Supernatural. Supernatural is usually pretty accurate on their folklore and their monster mythology, and they always try to inform their audiences, like, this is how it went. Like... What you're talking about is the closest Supernatural has ever gotten to, like, vampires, because I was watching the show, and they were like, no, you can't kill it with a stake, a stake isn't gonna kill it, and I was like, what? That's Mm. what I've always heard. And then they were like, you have to behead it, and not only that, they would, like, um, have, not, like, just the corner fangs be, like, the main fangs, they'd have, like, rows of fangs instead, which was pretty interesting, but I think it was more for the fear factor of the show. But I think that show specifically really knows how to get to its accuracy with monsters and biblical, like, creatures and stuff like that. So it really knows its stuff. But, like, shows like Vampire Diaries and, like, Twilight, (laughs) as we all know, is the cliche, like, I don't want to hurt you. I can suck your blood and everything. It's like, come on. We get it. (laughs) Just go to a blood bank, get a couple packs, and you're good to go. Like, that's it. Right. How about you, Joe? Well, I really like the I Am Legend interpretation of vampires. They're not zombies in I Am Legend. They're vampires. They're more ravenous and zombie-like. Right. But there's a distinct difference that um, these vampires, they hate the sun. They will, like, slowly wilt away and die. And they they have pale skin, really sharp teeth, no hair. Um, but the most interesting thing is they're so bloodthirsty, but they're also capable of learning. You see in the movie and in the book that they actually set a trap for Will Smith. They set a trap for him, and because he's, you know, so isolated and alone and he lost his mind, he almost falls for it. 
Mm -hmm. And I like the learning capabilities. And they're also, they're kind of, towards the end of the book and movie, you find out that they're not all monsters. They're, they're, there's some semblance of human within them. Right. They, they still have a somewhat of a conscious, they still have somewhat altruistic goals of to save one of their own kind from Neville experimenting on them. But like, they're smart. They know what they're doing, but their overarching thing that they want, they're so ravenous, they want to suck blood of humans. Right. Nothing else matters. They're capable, they'll go to any end just to do that. And I like that. It's the blind right. determination, it but was, also learning. It was a disease that basically turns you into this completely different animal, this different creature. Made them have this um, almost, like, only primal instincts really took over these humans that were infected with this. I think that was a very interesting interpretation of vampires. And um, <clears throat> it it really just, that movie was so good. I remember I when I watched it the first time, believe it or not, I thought it was zombies when I watched it the first time. Because I- Easy mistake. I know, easy mistake because um, like- <clears throat> The hordes, the hordes are very it, it was. It's, they are. It's not something you expect when you watch a vampire movie. You don't expect like, you know, like hundreds of vampires acting all like coming at you. You expect like one guy mm -hmm. in like a suit opening up your door and being like, may I come in? And then you're just like, huh. You know, like at least they're polite. They're not like, oh, I'm just gonna eat you right now. It's like, let me just say please and thank you, and then try to kill you. So. Right. And um, I, I mean that is a good interpretation of vampires, and I like your interpretation too, Sam, with the supernatural version of it. That's a very good because the stakes technically aren't supposed to work like that. They're only supposed to keep them in the grave, necessarily, not kill them. Now, as far as the other um things that go with being a vampire with the garlic and the sun and um even bags of rice you guys know about that never heard of bag of rice no thing. so um in the original nosferatu um with count olaf as the vampire which not is not olaf the snowman guys i know it's confusing the movie was low-key like a knockoff of dracula's novel um, but and then later on, the actual Dracula movie came out with actual Count Dracula, not Count Olaf. But in Nosferatu, if you left a bag of rice outside your door, for some reason the vampire has to count every grain of rice, so you can slow him down that way. Huh? I know it's a really weird, but it kind of it's kind of funny because it has that folklore aspect to it that you would find in like really old lore. It's just like, if you, it's almost like how with salt, like how salt has been used in different cultures for warding off demons. Like if you put salt outside your, your door and most people accept that as like a, yeah, that seems legit, you know, but when it's a grain of rice, everyone's just like, that's weird. But like, um, every culture has their own way of like warding off demons and monsters. And I find that very interesting, of course. Hmm. Um... <clears throat> Dracula's got OCD. Yeah. I mean, he's got to count. He's got to know. He has to know how much rice is in this bag. Maybe he wants to cook later. Mm -hmm. You know? I don't know. Maybe he wants to put... Maybe he wants um, blood chicken on, over rice. You know? 
Um, like, is there anything about vampires today that if you, if someone wished to try to fake a vampire, or if they were trying to frame someone into being a vampire, would it work? Why or why not? I think it could, because there's multiple methods of draining someone's blood. Since, you know, science Exangu- is messed up. Exsanguination and, you know, is the term. Exsanguination. And also, if it's somebody that's already dead and be like, yo, this person was a vampire. I just take the wolves, the the teeth bones out of like a, a wolf skeleton and just pop them right in there in the skull. Or even, even more so, like, um... If you were to go with that same method, but if you were trying to frame a dead person into being a vampire, what if you took their teeth Ooh. and stuck them into someone's neck mm. that you just killed? <laughs> this person had a tough neck. So, because people can get dental records and DNA from bite marks, so that would be a way of like, and if their if their blood was drained through some manner, and those were like the only puncture wounds. That might be a way. What do you think, Sam? I mean, yes, there is a possibility. Ah, there is a possibility <laughs> to it, but at the same time, I also think no, because in today's generation, there's so many people just faking things left and right that people always question it before they really go and believe it. And also, a lot of people are so like just have an easier time like finding proof of like oh you fake this like the thing with the the wolf like putting wolf teeth into a human we have the dna and the capability and the technology to discover oh this was wolf teeth so this was fake it's not a real vampire right so there's a lot of ways that you could be found guilty of trying to prove that someone's a vampire nowadays Mm -hmm. so even if someone said like an actual vampire was randomly walking down the street at night and was like i'm a vampire i'd be like yeah sure buddy and (laughs) pigs can fly too so you see them down there yeah so like it's it's really hard to believe like if to make believe of vampires being real nowadays just because everything is so fake and there's Mm. not a lot of like uh i guess like chance of it being real i mean i watch a ton of youtube videos where people try to do like paranormal experiences and there was this one guy doing like a voodoo doll thing and he was like i'm gonna bite the arm of this voodoo doll and his sleeve was down and he bit the arm of where the sleeve was down and like he pulled it up and he's like oh my god look at these bite marks they're so big and i was like dude that you could have so easily edited that in like yeah yeah, i remember that you brought that up in um i think in our first episode. episode yeah about the stanley hotel and in fact, um, one th- last thing I'd like to mention, um, in the realm of demons and ghosts, um, going with that aspect of things, do you think that vampires are real in the realm of demon- demons and ghosts from the interpretation that it is a spirit, a vengeful spirit sucking the life force from someone? I think... I think that's honestly that's much more of a higher possibility than someone like trying to claim someone else is a vampire or even the the Greek vampires I think are definitely more of a possibility just because with my past experiment uh, experience with the the paranormal mm-hmm. 
I think it's definitely much more possible for those types of vampires to be real. Now, I'm not saying they're common. I just think it's more likely of a possibility to be real. Right. Because anything can be real in this world, and we just don't know it. Exactly. I think vampires serve as the perfect anchor for the spiritual and the physical world. Because there are people, there are real-life people, that we can speculate were vampires of some sort. Tom Cruise. Vlad the Impaler. Tom Cruise. Okay. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah. I think they can exist. I think in some aspects, some people may have been so intrigued by, by, by the mythos of vampires themselves, they've become one. They kind of strive to be of a man of mystery in his own castle. And, uh, it's not what's um, Transylvania. I was going to say Pennsylvania. Pencil- That's not it. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. There might be some, there might be a vampire in Pennsylvania. Who knows? All we kn- for all we know, they there could be, be someone. They could be yeah. They could be named. They could have the most unassuming vampire name. Mm. But, but like their Charles. name will be like. Yes. Steve. It'll be like Steve, and then it's like, but my vampire name is Stevevich, mm. or something like that. <laughs> um. Well, that being said, how about you guys in our audience? What do you think about vampires? Are you just as mystified as everyone else about their existence or non-existence? Do you think that vampires are like how they are, how they were originally interpreted? Or do you think there's something else? Could they be some sort of nocturnal creature, some actual monster that's out there? Or could they be like you or me, someone in disguise, waiting for the right moment to isolate you and then steal your life for us? Let us know on our Instagram at How to Cry Monster, and join us next week for our next episode. I am Neil Nestor. I'm Sam. I'm Joe, who just got pro- pro- promoted to co-host. Yay! And we'll catch you on the next one. Sleep tight. Don't let the vampires bite. That's why I wear a bulletproof vest on my neck. <laughs> on my neck. Uh, on of your, course, always, right? Neck. Just on my neck. Right. Have a steak under your pillow. <laughs> <laughs>